What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Unqualified Sports Talk. We got someone qualified in the building today, everyone. The golden voice of what seems to be like every sport on planet Earth, Gary Erdley. Welcome, Gary. We're pumped to have you on the show, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I also like being called qualified. That's pretty sick. Yeah, uh, there you go. I'll take. Yeah. I'll, I'll definitely take it. It's it's one of the first times I've been called it. So. Well, listen, when we see you on TV, you're way more qualified than me watching you from the couch. You understand that? So, <laughs> yeah. And I mean, Maybe a I, I gave your I gave your resume a quick look on the way over. And I mean, you, you're you definitely qualified. My the one thing I love about my resume and, and like, obviously, like I've been in certain places more often, but like there's random places. That's all like, what is that? How'd that happen? Like. So obviously, like when I was talking with Bryce, he, he mentioned a lot of stuff that I do with the Ivy, uh, specifically like Penn, but I do it for Penn, Princeton. Uh, I've I've been to other Ivies and stuff like that. So it's like really weird how the two places I'm at and on my resume, it says Penn and Princeton. So like anyone <laughs> who like knows about the Ivy, it's all like, what is wrong with this kid? Yeah, I'm not I'm not gonna lie. We were watching the other night. It was a it was the Princeton at Penn. I think yeah. it was. Uh, and I had some money on that game and you happen to show up. So, so it's, it's <laughs> right really, place, right time. it's really funny when you mention the gambling aspect of it. Cause like, I obviously am in broadcasting and around uh, a collegiate athletics, but my friends aren't right? <laughs> right. So my friends are the same age. They're 23, 24 years old. Uh, and obviously they like sports and they like to gamble a little bit on it. You have to, You're exactly. and gambling comes sure. with it. Yeah, and I have no problem with it if that if that's how you do it, by all means. And I think it does add a little bit of intrigue and makes things a little bit fun from a fan perspective, absolutely. But I've done games. Like, I remember I was doing sideline for the Cathedral Classic, whereas Penn, Hartford, Colgate, and um, I'm blanking on the last – oh, Udell. My friends were texting me during these games being all like, oh, this guy's screwing me over. <laughs> They're betting on games while I'm at the games. And I'm all like, dude, you got to stop texting me right now. <laughs> like, you're this not, is the worst time. Are you, You're not allowed to gamble at the games you're at, are you? So it's a little weird my way of going about it. As, okay. a, as a freelancer, when I'm on air broadcasting and stuff like that, legally, I'm pretty sure it's not illegal. Yes, in a way, frowned upon. Oh, I'm sure, <laughs> it's a, probably. It's not a good look, and uh, as so, uh, I'm currently back in school to get my master's. I'm a GA at Ryder in, in Lawrenceville, so I am an employee at a collegiate university. So I cannot. Okay. Yeah, I was. I that was one question I was I was going to ask you too because it it seems like um like who is it? I think it's Jim Nance in the NFL, hmm. notorious gambler. Like obviously he he's legendary broadcaster or maybe it's Al Michaels I'm thinking of, um, mm-hmm. but and you can kind of tell when he might have a little skin in the game and he's not <laughs> doesn't quite so I wanted to to ask you I guess from a from someone that knows uh, can you tell when these guys are um, a little bit biased when or, or maybe or maybe the people you're working with are uh, a lot more. Um, Big J journalist, uh, better broadcasters. But so I think in the collegiate landscape, 
if you watch a game on ESPN Plus, if you turn on an e- any really ESPN Plus type game, uh, where it's a lot of in-house stuff, they're all biased. They're all biased <laughs> uh, in some way, shape, or form, right? And whether it's a slight edge or like none that you could see or hear they're probably a little biased like right so a lot of those guys will work for the school individually the checks say lafayette or whatever like that's that's who pays them and obviously they work for the school obviously they're going to have a little bit of a lean to said school if they do well that means they get more games they get more money and all that stuff uh when you get to like games like Right now, a good friend of mine who is Princeton's men's basketball voice, uh, Derek Jones, uh, he is currently in Norfolk, Virginia, doing Norfolk State NC Central. I could tell you right now, he has no stake in that game. He does not care. <laughs> well, dude, even even with me, I turn on a just one of the most random games ever, and I'll even pick a side even if there's no money involved. Yeah. So I, I feel like it would be. Yeah. I, I, like, I like the way they're shooting guard. <laughs> She's look, I'm cheering for that team. I think also, like, if you're in a spot, like, where you're totally neutral and you're calling it, you kind of usually end up siding for one of two things, either the home team because the crowd's getting involved, all this stuff is kind of taking over. And then, obviously, if someone's got, like, a crazy good story, right? If if there's always little things that can get you leaning to that side. Mm -hmm. I think on, like, an NFL level and a, uh, like, pro level, I think – play-by-play guys specifically, a lot of them don't have as much as a lean as people think. Uh, And the one people love to target is Joe Buck uh, with his, like... uh, So I grew up a Giants fan. I'm a Giants fan. Everyone says... Pretty good season this year. Yeah. Pumped by that. Not pumped about who's in the Super Bowl, but uh, we can talk about that (laughs) in a little bit. Fly, Eagles, fly. I'll pull from over Mahomes any day. I'm sorry about it. I don't know about that, but... I'm sorry uh, about it. It's good. It's cool. Uh, but like Joe Buck, he gets a lot of flag uh, because they say, oh, well, he's biased. And uh, the same thing with uh, him and Troy Aikman. Oh, they're super biased to the Cowboys. Not entirely. Obviously, Aikman. Yeah, yeah duh. for sure. He's going yeah. to want the Cowboys to be better than everybody else. That's obvious. Joe Buck's just kind of there. Yeah. Uh, I will say. A lot of those guys, they just want to see a good game. So if you hear them start shitting on teams a little bit, sorry to curse, uh, start talking bad a little bit on teams and stuff, the game's probably not that good. I remember one one broadcast that I s- said yesterday was the nail in the coffin for Joe Buck leaving Fox was Giants-Cowboys, like, the year before he announced the jump. It was, like, the week – it was the year – where the Eagles rested all the starters so that the commanders walked into the playoffs. Oh, yeah, yeah. The worst game ever. The Giants won. They should Nobody should have won that game. But I could have sworn I heard Joe Buck send it to break like three times being all like, we're stuck here too, guys. <laughs> Sorry. like <laughs> He just didn't want to be there at all. Yeah, a lot of these guys just want like good games. And it – that's kind of how I base it. Like, right, I just right. want a good game. But obviously, you know, if there's a story, you're pushing the story, yeah, right? That, for sure. You have to. That's kind of the idea. And speaking of stories, I guess give us a little bit of background of how about how you came to want to be a presence on TV a and work in sports broadcasting. So I, 
I think like almost every kid growing up, I'm sure you guys kind of had the, the same idea. You wanted to play something professionally. Oh, dude, I was, I was, I was yeah. an NFL receiver on Sundays, a ninja at night, and a uh, pastor on pastor on Sundays too somehow so that's what my mom tells me I wanted to be exactly so it didn't turn out to be any of them so everybody (laughs) wanted to do that and then so I wanted to be that so bad I wanted to be a football player my entire life and and then I got to like eighth grade and I was all like I'm not that good like I'm not I'm not that good Uh, I played in high school and I was like I'm fine like in high school, like up until my sophomore year, even though I was like JV and like bottom of the barrel JV, uh, I was like, I could walk on at a D1 school. I couldn't, no shot. But like, <laughs> finally in my junior year, I was like, yeah, that dream's not happening, Gary. Uh, and I always like, I'd always watch ESPN. I, I think uh, the show PTI with Will Bond and, and mm-hmm. uh, Kornhauser, those two are what got me hooked on just watching really? sports television. I don't really hear PTI too much for some No, <laughs> a lot of people don't. It throws people off. And yeah, obviously, absolutely. like, I'm going the complete opposite round of that. Like, I'm not even going into that much sports talk at this point. Yeah. But those are the guys that got me keeping ESPN on constantly. I'd watch, I'd watch NFL Live, then Around the Horn, then PTI, and then Sports Center's on, and then an NBA game's on. It was awesome. And I do that every night forever uh, until, you know, I eventually, you know, had stuff to do regardless. But I still always try to make um, make time to watch PTI because I love PTI. Mm -hmm. But that's what got me doing it. And then I got to school. I went to Rowan in South Jersey. Uh, If you know about Division three athletics, you know about the Rowan profs. But not no, nothing about nothing about <laughs> yeah no it's totally fair um but they so their school's radio station uh who is actually how i met uh my um, guy Derek jones he was the station overseer station manager uh like professor type guy uh obviously a really big sports guy uh we did sports talk i did a couple of that and then uh, our sports director at the time uh was like hey do you want to call games? We can have you do color for a random men's basketball doubleheader. It's like, sure, why not? Right? Might yeah. as well. Give it a yeah. shot. And once I did it, I sucked. I was so bad. <laughs> At halftime, he had to like, we took the headset off. He was tired. He took the headset off and he's like, Gary, you got to talk more. Because like, I was just so <laughs> nervous. Sure. I didn't yeah, talk. I'm, I'm sure it's one of those things where it's, in your head, you're man, that that can't be that hard. But, oh yeah, I mean, there's so much that goes into it. I'd imagine. Yeah, I did no prep. I was not ready for it in the slightest. I looked and I, I if I go back and listen to it, which I will never do. I think I have a burn. Yep, yeah, sure. I think I have that burned somewhere. I don't know. Uh, but like if I go and listen back to it, I I would not recognize who that was. <laughs> uh, and then time goes on. He's all like uh, the other guy I was working with. He's like, Gary, you got to do play by play. Like, that's what this all is. You're not going to be a color guy in the pros. And I was like, that's a fair point. I didn't play basketball. I probably don't know as much about basketball as Jalen Rose, you know? Uh, so, so on and so forth. I eventually got on to do some play by play. And like the first game I did, some kid hit a buzzer beater. And I was all like, yeah, no, this is, I'm doing this. That's sweet. It was a random tri- trip to Montclair, New Jersey. Montclair, and, New Jersey. Yeah, the profs and the Red Hawks. 
battling it out for top spot in the end jack did the props win the props won on on yeah. a on, you guys hit the buzzer a, beater on a rob de persia buzzer beater three at home uh no go crazy oh, no i was on the road he's he shifted he shushed him oh. and then there was then there was yeah. a women's LeBron game silencer after <laughs> There was a women's game afterwards, and Rowan like lost by twenty, and I felt so bad for the guy. Did I you have to call off. that game too? Yeah, I did color for that one though. We switched off, and I was all like, "He's got to be so pissed off that I got this great game on my first <laughs> try, and he got this terrible game." Uh, and Wait, it, it was it was his first time too. No, he so okay. he did it a bunch, but like he was all like, "I need another buzzer beater call for my reel," and I got, and he didn't. <laughs> Hey, I mean, right place, right time. That's it's better to be lucky than good. It was it was a tough drive home because again he drove both ways. So oh, you're sitting gosh. there on cloud nine. He's sitting there in the pouring rain trying to see the <laughs> I, road. I think off. it was raining too. I think <laughs> it was perfect. So it yeah, I, I guess so. Have you have you found yourself? Um, do you still switch off between play by play to color, or or are you more just solidly in play by play now? Uh, so I don't do uh, a wise man once told me never say no to a check. Um, yeah, that's so probably fair if, advice. Yeah, if someone pays me, I'll do it, but I don't do as much of it anymore. Uh, I'm supposed to do a little bit for baseball, uh, this, this year, but uh, I'm not a color guy. I find myself right now, obviously, with stuff in the Ivy. Uh, a lot of their guys, their play-by-play guys, their main guys have been doing it for so on so, uh, so many years. So I actually have done a lot of sideline. That's probably mm-hmm. uh, oh, yeah, that's, that's how we saw you. Yeah. Yeah. Was at the, the pen game. Yeah. With Penn and Brinson. And, and so that's kind of what I've been doing the past couple of like basketball and one in the basketball season. Uh, and then obviously doing wacky sport insert here. Um, but yeah, <laughs> that's mainly play-by-play just because I, I'm not a former player, so it's kind of difficult to be a big color voice. And also, I just have so much fun doing it. I can't shut up. So it's great. (laughs) Uh, Is basketball your favorite sport to call? Or I've been asked this question a million times, and it's a good question. It's a great question. I love calling basketball. However, I don't get that many chances to do it uh, at this point. Um. I've transitioned into this very weird space where I do everything, mm-hmm. kind of. Um, and it's so weird. I, I'm sure we'll go down kind of the range of sports, like the weirdest thing I've called. But uh, I love calling basketball. It's so quick. It's so fast. Basketball and hockey are like my two favorite sports to call uh, because guys, the intensity. We don't have we don't have hockey yeah, we're on TV. For collegiate level and TV, radio, nothing down in the south. So up here, honestly, you still have to go a little bit of ways to get some college hockey. Uh, In Jersey, we have one NCAA Division I hockey program, and that's Princeton. That's it. Ours is a club team. Yeah. Rowan had a club team. Jersey has a bunch of club teams, but that's it. Like, PA has – uh, Penn State, Robert Morris, I think, defunded. Really? So, like, there's nobody left. It's all the big, the big Ten, and then you have to go up to, like, 
Connecticut and then what well, Michigan's supposed to be a juggernaut every year. Yeah, they, they don't keep up with college hockey much, like I said. And when I referenced like we, we, we both went to NC State. Yeah, we're we're, we're, we're Carolina, Carolina boys through and through. I uh, so college Carolina, but the state. Yeah. yeah. Where are you guys from? Not uh, try, I'm not trying to DDA, but like, yeah. are you both? You, I think you just alluded to it. Not Carolina boys to begin with, but to <laughs> NC State. Yeah, no, we're well, both we're both from North Carolina. Okay. Yeah, meant to, I meant it more as uh, so I, I I don't I don't know how it is odd sometimes because I'll talk to people and it seems like some people know about like the kind of tobacco road rivalry um, kind of bad blood and then like mm-hmm. I was in Texas one time and I was talking to somebody and he just like he acted like he had never heard about it before but he worked in sports so it was just very odd but um yeah we both were i'm from the mountains of north carolina um but we were roommates our uh, freshman year at state did uh, you guys just like room random or uh, did you... it was sweet mates yeah it was so like okay. it was yeah, randomly like situation. walked out in the hall one day there was grant just started talking to him <laughs> no i respect it like that's yeah. how that's how i met like so i had a group of friends that went to rowan and then they all dipped they were all like, oh, I'm out of here. And then they just dipped. So I'm like, all right. It's like me and like two or three kids left. So I ruined my friend Rob. And then we ended up being with like the entire football team. That's sweet. And I was like, what? What is going on? So like I would travel essentially with the team. <laughs> just part of it. On the so boat. it was, well, because I was calling the games. So yeah. I, I remember they knew like I did it, but they didn't know how much I did it. Until, like, their first road trip, they go to, this is going to be a scary name, Hobart College in Geneva, New York. A fun one, right? And they see me. And they're all like, my my guy Messiah, uh, coolest name ever. Top 10 in all time, that's, greatest name. That's, that's a pretty top 10 name. That's, it's <laughs> even better when you know his last name. It's Messiah Divine. Awesome name. He sees me, so he's, like, getting ready for a game, and he sees his roommate that he barely knows, and he's all like, that's a little weird. I get back, like, uh, we get back the the night of, and he's all like, were you at Hobart? I was like, yeah, I was calling the game. He was all like, that is wild. I did not know you do that. (laughs) Look, you guys learned so much about each other after a week. Please, please tell me Messiah is a defensive end. I, like, I, I want there to be a clip of you, like calling a sack by Messiah Divine, or or. So, a, or so he got he got his name called a lot. Uh, he was not a D end. He was a running back. Okay. Uh, he was a pretty damn good running back too. Uh. But the biggest problem, and, and this is going to deviate into a stupid rant about Rowan, Rowan University football. Masai was a big kid, right? He, yeah. But he was like my height, and he was brawly. Like, he's like 5'9", but like two-something. Yeah, that like, guy. Yeah. Big guy. And they ran the spread. <laughs> like, they're running everything out of the shotgun. So he's running, like, draw plays. I'm like... Just Why you run that guy downhill. Go under yeah. center and yeah. let him go. So I, I kind of understand a little bit why they did it. But get the running backs. They all were like the same person. They were like the same build, all of them. 
and they none of them he obviously is faster than me but like not by much yeah they don't get to the outsides they go no. north and south well it no. is, it's as the coach you have the the power to like recruit players for your system and you're getting guys that would fit in a totally different system he's he's a hell of a running back but not in that system he eventually ended up transferring to uh wagner in staten island d1 school uh i think he did his grad year there but like He's obviously got talent. They just did not know how to use him. But oh, that's my that, that's my rant about nonsensical D three football. I love uh, the day. I love D three football lore. Oh, so yeah. there's so yeah. much of it. <laughs> I, I promise I will never forget about Messiah Divine. Um, but I, I guess uh, I wanted to ask you too because I'm, you know, I, I I know the the big names, but I I wanted to ask you if there's like kind of a um, if there was a Mount Rushmore of, of like play by play or, or commentary broadcasters, like who your picks would be. So my like top five would be a little bit different than like a Mount Rushmore. Right. Okay, um, okay. But I think you look, so you take it by the four major sports. Number one, in my opinion, you go Doc Emmerich with hockey he is the voice of hockey and that's why he's the shining face on my mount rushmore because nobody will ever be doc Emmerich. no one will ever call up a uh, hockey game like doc Emmerich. he's the best it might be the best broadcaster ever in my opinion uh you could go then number two go to baseball there's been so many different great voices but i think everyone's kind of been on the vin scully train no one yeah. can kind of tell a story like vin scully um then football and basketball these are true toss-ups, right? Mm-hmm. Total toss-ups. You could go Pat Summerall if you really love uh, love that. My thing is, I wasn't old enough to fully enjoy uh, uh, Pat, so I can't really say him. And my pick is going to have people hate me. You know, you could also pick Al Michaels, but someone who I think currently is the best voice in football, and there's a reason ESPN paid him a, so much money, He's got had some bad years, but his best years are fantastic. Joe Buck. I I think Joe Buck has become the voice of football in the past couple of years. He's having fun. He's being so interesting. And sure, maybe him and Aikman, everyone doesn't love them too, but if, yeah. watch these Monday night football games. They're, they're so much fun, even if the game is terrible. Joe Buck Which is just having it. Every week on Monday night football. Yeah, but, but still, Joe Buck is doing a hell he's, of a job. He's drawing you in. He's keeping you there. He's doing it. There is also. What's your opinion on the Manning cast? (laughs) I think it's a fun little gimmick. Yeah, that's about all it is, right? It's it's a gimmick. I'll switch over to it, but like I can't watch that every week. Well, no, dude, because they're going so in depth. Like I just want to watch a football game. I don't know. Yeah, especially especially if it's a game I really want to like kind of dive in. They they go on their little like tangents uh, as brothers do during the game, and it's it it is distracting at times. The thing Uh, I love about it is it is a Peyton and Eli who very well should be calling games as true color analysts. Peyton especially, but he doesn't want to. Eli would be great too because Eli is just as funny and witty and he is, but he's weird, you know. He's he's yeah. just a, a weird yeah. looking dude. He's a weird quirky dude. While Peyton he can be serious if he needs to. Eli no, he can't. Um but it's essentially like a podcast and it's just dudes talking and people really like that now and I don't have a problem with it, but also if it is 
you're not going to watch the Manning cast weeks 14 through 18. No point. Don't watch it because they're going to be good games, typically, on paper. Yeah. They're going to be important games. Well, they so. can flex Monday night games now, too. So Yeah, so who cares about those last four games on the Manning cast? Unless they have, like, I like how they've, like, been bringing the guest on like it's SNL. <laughs> Let's have a musical guest at halftime, too. Come on. It, it, give me Halftime show. Yeah, give me the Peyton and Eli halftime show as they do karaoke with uh, Billy Eilish be yeah. awesome. Yeah. No, I mean, just treat, like embrace the gimmicky aspect of it. Yeah. And, and I think they're going to do more of that, but that's kind of where they've get, got a bulk of their audience because it's a gimmick and the true football fan doesn't, doesn't watch it. I don't think, I think it's the, the people that's, it's kind of like SNL. When do you watch SNL? It's when you like the musical guest or you like the host. That's when, yeah. and that's fine. I like SNL. But am I going to watch SNL every week? There's too there's too many weeks. Yeah, literally. Um, oh, we didn't we didn't get your basketball. Oh, Here my we, basketball. Uh, again, kind of uh, not a new voice, but he's calling games currently, and he's so much fun. Uh, Kevin Harlan. Mm-hmm. Okay. A lot of people would say Kevin Harlan is one of their top football guys too. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. But he's my he's my basketball guy. I think Mike Breen also. They're one A one B. Take your pick. I'm, I don't know if that would be my Mount Rushmore. I know you said it'd be controversial, but oh no, I definitely do. I think my yeah. football pick is ter- is terrible. People would hate that. And then basketball, I think there's so many great names in basketball currently. Mm-hmm. You can pick whoever you want. Is, I think is there? Oh, go I, think ahead. The, I think the only one that is totally not for debate is Doc Emmerich. But if you're not a hockey fan, fine. Fine. Yeah, we get but we got the we got the canes two minutes down the road, but I don't ever watch it on TV, just go to games, have a couple beers. That's is is there an announcer that you if he's on you'll you'll click it on mute or change it to a different channel? That's interesting. I don't know. I think there's announcers that I'll watch and they'll take over a game sometimes and it makes it tough to listen to, but also some of that the the crown example of that is uh Gus Johnson. He can take over a game and if it's a bad game, if Ohio State's blowing out Iowa 48 nothing, I don't really need to listen to Gus Johnson call another uh, call another home run <laughs> touchdown. I don't need to hear get away from the cop speed another time from Gus Johnson. That's fine. I'll go play whatever Madden he was on if I yeah, really yeah. want to hear it. Uh but I I actually have one. I, I, Bill Walton. I, I'm very curious uh, because a lot of people would say Joe Buck. Uh, Bill Walton. Get him out. That's that's fair. I understand. Oh, he, I can't do it, man. Why am he, I? Why am I blinking on Bryce? He, you'll know his his. He's got the photo with the Pepto Bismol that I love. The announcer, old old guy, older than dirt. <laughs> He he does he does like UNC Duke every year. Dicky V. Yes, I Dickie can't v? stand Dicky V. So I, I think I don't that's know a, how he's still alive. That's kind of the thing. A lot of these old older guys, they're they're having a tough time, especially now. It's it's getting really hard. I think Al Michaels is now in that camp where he just is done. Like he he's done. I don't want him to be because again, I love Al Michaels. I love Al but, Michaels too. 
he he's done. He doesn't want to he doesn't want to be here anymore. He's tired. He wants to stop calling games. Or at least his voice sounds like it. And I think Bill Wallen's a little bit different. He doesn't want to stop. He just kind of wants to talk about whatever the heck he wants to talk about. <laughs> the dude will go on, like, that's kind of the thing. He'll go on tangents about nothing. Dude. And pe- some people love that. He doesn't that. even speak English. Half the- like, what is he talking about three-fourths of the time he's talking? Some people really like that because <laughs> no, he, he is telling a, a good story. Nobody knows what the hell the story is, <laughs> but he's telling a good story. So, like, he is really good in, like, Twitter compilation clips, right? Oh, absolutely. He, he's fantastic for um, an Arizona State-Colorado game that is, like, Arizona State's winning by 30. And I'm yeah. just listening to him just – I mean, I, I'm trying to remember what game it was, but he literally – he told his partner, he, I don't know what stadium we're in. He was – I don't know what he had taken that night. Or, that was a tough time. Or... <laughs> I do love that about Bill Watt because also he does have that vibe of just like – he never know, knew where he was. Like battle. he's That's why I can't do Battle for Atlantis. He's Battle for Atlantis, right? Yeah, I so. Yeah. But like, yeah, you want to put him on a, a random Washington State game at 11 o'clock at night on the East Coast? Sure. <laughs> why not? Go for it. But if it, but if you're giving him the the NCAA tournament, no, 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 no. Please, you, please, you, no. You wouldn't do. Luckily, for, I, would. I will say, uh, for the NCAA tournament, their broadcasts, the true TV ones, where it's like a random 13 seed getting killed, they're awesome. All those games are. <laughs> Freaking amazing. And it's on true TV and Practical Jokers is on afterwards. And it's great. Followed by Punked. Yeah, it's awesome. Nothing yeah. beats that. I love March. Yeah, it's, it's coming it, up we, too, man. We got we're so I college basketball season, which it's funny that like it's it's kind of merges. I, I was always a football guy guy growing up. Um played it forever. I I loved basketball, but it wasn't for me. I kind of just knew that, you know, yeah. going into high school and stuff. Um, but just the the atmospheres of college basketball, all especially even just the colors, the the I, I love finding small teams that have just such a unique system and such yeah. unique like culture about them. Like Grand Canyon, I'll I'll click on their games and listen to their their play by play guys just. Just to, to see all the unique stuff with us. So the one really cool thing about being at Penn is kind of what you're talking about, that environment. People will hear this. People will, I'll tell people like, oh, I do stuff at uh, Penn uh, in Philly. And they're like, do you do basketball? I'm all <laughs> like, at, at times, they're all like, so you've been to the Palestra? I'm like, yes, I've been to the Palestra plenty of time and there's such a lore behind this building that has been in existence for probably near a hundred years is that their gym yeah and it is almost identical to how it was a hundred years ago it's almost the same it's kind of like fenway yeah yeah but you know fenway is pretty it's still very nice like to sit there watch a a game and you're not going to tell a huge difference uh between Fenway and like new Yankee Stadium. Obviously you'll tell a difference because of how it looks and stuff like that, but like 
the seats are the the seats are similar. Yeah. Everything's very like it still feels like okay, it's a modern baseball field. It has that old lore and stuff like that and a history. But the thing with college basketball, a lot of teams have this, and the Palestra specifically, it is almost untouched from how it was a hundred years ago. The floor changed. That's pretty much it. The bleachers are almost the same. Uh, they added a little bit nicer seats along uh, along the sidelines, but that's about it. Everything uh, else is... And everything else is the same, and it gets rocking. It is loud. I was there for Penn Temple. Obviously, a very big game, big five rivalry, um, and Temple like Temple upset Nova to begin the year. It was like their second game of the year. They just beat Houston. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they're the North Philly people are going to come in and they're going to have a rocking time at the Palestra and almost tear that building down. And it's super loud. It's crazy. And it feels like a big game almost always, even if like they don't pack it out, it's still like the Palestra and a lot of new gyms don't have that, but it's like, it makes it sound like it's a high school gym, but it's still way like it is. Yeah, um, yeah. It can hold the same as like almost any mid-major college gym in the country, but it's truly has that history, which mm-hmm. is, is pretty damn cool. That's awesome. Cause uh, NC state's basketball gym off campus holds 25,000 people. It doesn't feel, it doesn't feel like you're Cameron indoor. Yeah. or anything like that i mean it gets loud obviously there's a ton yeah. of people there but well, it's just and that... we, like we do like bryce he knows exactly what i'm talking about but we we have an old stadium like that on mm-hmm. our campus and every yeah. now and then they'll bring they'll have like one game they'll do the nit tournament there if we're in it um and it'll get rocking and and uh and reynolds yeah um, it's i mean it only holds what what would you say five thousand maybe bryce yeah, probably around there. Well, the it, probably less. Yeah, yeah. it's it sounds pretty similar to it. I I think Cameron Indoor is a similar type of story. Mm-hmm. Obviously, bigger, you know, because uh, it is UNC and compared to the University of Pennsylvania, right? It the ACC versus the Ivy. It's kind of a big difference, you know. <laughs> uh, but that that's another thing that's been really cool, like. I'm doing stuff in the Ivy, so I'm meeting people in the Ivy uh, who have been doing it for years, doing stuff with ESPN, uh, and like, um, I can't, I hate keep bringing him up because I screw this guy, right? He's he's one of my close friends, but like, screw him. He he like calls big games. Like he was at Wake Forest uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, calling a big ACC game. I can't remember who they were playing, but he was there. Earlier this year, he was at UNC. Like that's awesome. He's doing Wait. these games, and he's just like posting on his Instagram, just like the court. And I'm all like, "Come on, man! Come on. Yeah, it hurts a little bit." <laughs> just like, let me let me live. Like that day, I was like, "Oh yeah, Penn, it was like Penn, Penn Columbia women's basketball, big game by the way. Um, Penn Columbia, and I'm on the sideline shooting the palestra, and he's like, "Hey, Gary, living high." Well, I guess a, I guess a question for you off that is do you have like a dream game or event you'd like to call? So there's always like a, a goal that I, I want to hit uh that can change at any moment, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, you want to go to the pros. That that's everybody's dream. For me, if I could pin it down, I want to take Bob Papa's job from the Giants. Uh he does the radio for the Giants and he is awesome. 
and I would love to steal his job. But I, who who knows if that could happen? That'd be awesome. So if I can get to do something like that in the short term, if I just love the big game atmosphere and everything I'm doing is kind of getting more and more of that. First, first one, you know, that you want to cross off is a big time rivalry. Penn Temple was the first one. That was huge. Sure. And it, it was a cool, a cool environment. I wasn't only on the ESPN plus stream. We were doing the NBC sports Philly stream. So like, that was cool. People were at the bar and they were sending me pictures of myself on TV like uh like yeah, girls yeah, I went to school time. with yeah they they sent me a picture of me and they were all like why are you on the tv at the bar i was Let's all like go, baby he's a chick I'm all like, on tv i'm like why are you watching Penn temple it was all like what else am i gonna watch this is awesome and they were right it was a great game uh and then uh the Penn princeton game uh a couple weeks ago that was awesome because I know so many people at Princeton. And it was the same kind of vibe. It was an NBC Sports Philly broadcast. So I was on uh, regional television at the least, which was cool. Like, my parents got to watch it. It was sick. Uh, and, like, all the Princeton people, half of them didn't know I was going to be there. They didn't know. Pop up on the screen. Yeah, there, there were some people are watching it. Dude, and that's scary. There's Princeton fans. There's Princeton employees who would, like, text me and be all like, I didn't know you're working for the enemy. I'm all like, I've been working for the enemy for a hot <laughs> minute. Wow, yeah. So it, it's bad because a lot of those guys at, at Princeton give them a lot of love, but uh, they they've kind of called me the pen guy, and half their half the staffs on the broadcast kind of fluctuate to both because they have such close uh, range. Like almost all their camera people, they go to Penn, Penn they go to Princeton. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I'm one of the few people that are on camera <laughs> that go to both. Uh, it's me and Renee Washington, who also does uh sideline with a lot of Philly schools and uh Penn specifically. She also does Princeton, so it's really funny when we both go back because they will give us a, a hard time because they're all like, Oh, you're you're Penn Quakers. Like, I was in the booth for football helping with stats or something, and uh, Cody Crochelle, who calls Princeton football, he was like looking up scores and he was all like, Oh, Gary, you're Penn Quakers or. Up fourteen seven or whatever, and I was all like, "They're not my pen, not players. yours." Yeah, <laughs> I'm, by, I'm here by today. association. Again, my, again, my checks today say Princeton University. I don't know what we're talking about. So, I, I guess I would now at this point, yeah, I'm I'm a pen guy. I I definitely have gone to them, and I owe them a whole lot. But don't give me a hard time about it. I mean, people we'll deserve sure. And I I guess that kind of goes in a little bit too. I mean, I. I I have an utmost respect. I think a broadcaster can make or break a game sometimes, especially if you're not truly like a sports person. If you're just a lay person enjoying a game, I think it, it means a ton for the entertainment value. But what is for, for people that might want to, um, that's something they're passionate about or want to go into. Um, what is the, the daily grind and hustle of, of kind of trying to make it look like? So, it depends. I apologize. Uh, yeah, no, you're good. I had to get some. Uh, it depends where you're at, right? At this point, I've built up a little bit of a rapport, at least locally, where I know someone's going to let me do games, right? Mm. I'm not actively seeking at this moment. Because I'm back in school and people are already letting me do things, uh, I'm not you know, going to ESPN 
like and saying, hey, put me on the NIT, right? Like I got a little bit of time for that. Uh, but that's, again, if you're trying to get into doing uh, going into broadcasting, especially on air, buckle up. It, it, you got a long road ahead of you. It can suck. <laughs> it really can. But it's so awesome and, and rewarding. Last year, I think, kind of tells you the grind that I had. I So I graduated. Didn't know what the fuck I was doing. No clue. <laughs> uh, I knew what I wanted to do, but I had no plan to do it. Uh, and I was just wanted an opportunity. I was interning uh, with the Wilmington Blue Rocks, not Wilmington down by you guys, Wilmington, yeah. Delaware. Someone had me come on a podcast and they, they mixed up the Wilmingtons uh, one time. Um, but uh, the Wilmington and Delaware, I was just calling a couple games for them, but it still wasn't like a ton. There was a bunch of different broadcasters and I probably got to do like 20 games or something in a whole short A season. It's like, yeah. Um, but I still will. I'm super grateful for that opportunity, but I wanted to do more. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was just trying to find something. Uh, I took a grad assistant position at Incarnate Word in San Antonio. I didn't obviously, I don't, I don't live in Texas. So it was kind of difficult to make that work. It didn't work. And then I was back where minor league baseball season ended. And I was like, what do I do? I then was like, oh, God, what do I do? Reached out to anyone I could. Uh, I reached out to people at Princeton. I knew a couple of people there, so it was easier to get in. But, like, I still had to do it. It was still very uncertain. They, like, let me do stats for, like, three football games. So, like, that's all we have at the moment. We we like you, but that's all we got. I was like, sure. Took that, and then I just kept reaching out. (laughs) I just kept trying to talk to people man and i talked to people at Penn. they let me come on that's why i will forever be in debt uh to people at that school because they let me call games when nobody else would mm-hmm. same thing with a small d3 in jersey city new jersey they gave me a, uh, an opportunity when no one else would the university of maryland that was like the the big one uh they let me do wrestling for them on the big 10 network about that? um I did it with uh, Rock Harrison, who was uh, a former wrestler at, I think, Virginia. Either UVA or or VT. I don't remember. I apologize. But but right now, he's the best voice in wrestling, easily. He made my job super easy, and we got a re-air on the Big Ten Network. And Maryland gave me a chance when not a lot of people did. And it was just, I've been told no so many times. Right. And... That's that's it sucks, but this this is part of, part of it. You got to stick your head out there. Exactly, you just got to keep going after it, and you, you got to get reps. That's what it is. Yeah. Like, Practice how are you going to get better? You just yeah. got to do it. And I'm still not necessarily where I want to be, but I'm taking steps to get there. So that's oh, that's yeah. kind of what let's it is. Go, let's go, dude. Daily though, daily though, it depends where you are. Right now, it's a little bit different for me than probably a typical broadcaster. Uh, especially my age, uh, I'm back in school. So I'm working for the school. I'm work. I'm doing classes and stuff like that. Other people, they might be doing, getting ready, obviously, you know, like game prep and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, but they're probably, they might be working another job. They might be door dashing <laughs> or whatever. Like who knows what they're doing. It's yeah. so different for everybody. It, well, even just seeing, um, established people like I, I don't know if or, i mean i'm sure you, you've seen but like with with kirk herb street taking on the thursday night football job he was 
I mean, he's already he's Kirk Herbstreit. You know, he's on all the NCAA football games I played as a kid. Yeah, um, that dude's he was, tired. He was dude, flying. He has to be so happy that he's done. There's two people, and they're in a similar spot, but they are insane in work rate. Um, both color guys, uh, Kirk Herbstreit and Pat McAfee. I love that man. Those two are like the hardest working people you see. Obviously, Stephen A. Smith too. He's everywhere every day. I don't think that guy ever. He doesn't never, sleep. Like I don't think he sleeps. I don't think he doesn't work. It's so funny. Like at some point, he's just doing side quests. Like he's doing motivational speaking. <laughs> he's he's like a love counselor. Like he's crazy. Um, but like yeah, that's a part of it. Uh, they're crazy. McAfee. McAfee and I'm a little so I'm a very casual like WWE fan I grew up watching it and like for some reason almost everybody in broadcasting loves it I don't know why no idea why but like all my friends that I went to school with started loving it uh and then you think it's the theatrics of it I think so because like it's it's entertainment like acting yeah it is fun sports entertainment you're and it gives you a chance to breathe a little bit because you know, like, something big's going to happen. You know something fun's going to happen almost every show. Mm-hmm. That's kind of cool about it. Like, you know you're not going to get a bad game. Like, something's going to happen. That's cool. I don't know why. That may be it, but I. it's just a weird trait. Uh, McAfee was doing, obviously, his podcast. He was doing uh, college Which I football. watch every day. It's It's great. It is very good, but he was doing college football, his his podcast, and then yesterday he was at the Royal Rumble, and no one said he was going to show up. Like he well, was, dude. I went to local SmackDown right down the road where the Canes play. I'm just there one Friday night. It was a twenty dollar ticket. Like I'll go. Pat McAfee shows up unannounced. He didn't say anything about it on his podcast, yeah. that day, and I'm freaking out. He's he's just a cool guy. Um, but with that, um, so when I'm at Penn, it's great because. Wells Fargo Center's just down, just like 15 minutes, 20 minutes away. Mm-hmm. So I was calling a um, men's soccer match, uh, like Penn Cornell, I think. And I and I was telling my friend who was on, on, uh, on the crew, he was all like, Extreme Rules is in Philadelphia. I'm all like, okay, sick. Do you want to go? Like, I don't know. And he was all, <laughs> he was all like, Let's see how much tickets are. So it was a doubleheader. The first game happens. The women's game happens. And I'm all like, how much are tickets? He was all like, they're like 40 bucks right now. I'm all like, all right. If they go up, we're not going. But if they stay at 40, we'll go after the game. And he was like, perfect. Zero's on the clock. He he looks at me as I take my headset off. He's all like, they're 40 bucks. I'm like, didn't buy him. and we slide over to the event like right after it and it was it was a cool time and i got to like be a fan for Mm -hmm. the first time in a hot minute i was was so annoying i didn't know what was going on because i i didn't like watch wrestling for like at least a couple months at that point uh and i was just being so annoying rooting for the bad guy in every match if i knew somebody yeah if i knew if i knew some wrestler I was gonna che- I was gonna cheer for them as hard as I could, and they could they could be the heel. I don't know. I was just cheering, being an asshole. Well, dude, you don't have any allegiances in wrestling. No, so. yeah, no. I think uh, uh, Daniel Cormier was a special guest no referee shot. 
for one of the <laughs> matches, and I hate Daniel Cormier. What's wrong with DC, man? He's a human meatball. He's I... he's an annoying fighter because he's a good wrestler. But we're in a cage. We're in an octagon. I want you to. I want you to hit somebody. And John Jones made him cry like three times. So I can't yeah, wait for I, his comeback. And yeah, we forward. we are big UFC guys. Um, and and I I guess maybe that's maybe that's a sport we haven't but uh I haven't talked about. But John Anik uh, is one of my favorite broadcasters. Um, and just kind of what he's done to UFC. I, I don't know if um. I don't know if it's it's at the stature yet as some of those other Mount Rushmore guys, but I think as UFC grows, he will be like the centerfold of what yeah. kind of play by play is. Yeah, but I, I don't think... know. I don't know if Joe Rogan can be overtaken there, but well, he's more of a I don't he he doesn't do Anik Anik I think does more of the like Joe does the he makes the matches fun yeah. and Anik does the the like what what is going on like what is happening i think we don't know really how to broadcast ufc yet and i think joe rogan's kind of messed that up a little bit i love joe rogan i think he's great i think he is kind of that thing that makes it fun but again it's very he's very different from a color commentator in any other sport he truly will take it over and that's fine but like it's that like oh there's a big knockout no, there's not a big call. Like if someone hits a buzzer beater, they'll go silent. That's not gonna happen in the UFC. You're gonna have Joe Rogan screaming, which is fine. It makes it seem like so much bigger of a knockout, but it's very different from any other sport that's broadcasted because it's a lot of like Joe Rogan screaming is on the same level of somebody recording a school a school fight uh, in high school and yelling world star it's the same concept in theory which is very different from like a buzzer beater but it's the same thing in the sport you know so it, you can't you can't have me look at joe rogan screaming like someone saying world star that's just gonna ruin my image it's the same concept it <laughs> really is. is like i've ne- i haven't been in my fair share of, of brawls but i know that i have been the guy screaming world star in a few of them I think we all have. Exactly. It's a fun time. But, dude, we don't want to keep you too much longer. No, we've already been on for a hot second. But I got one last question for you before we go. Yeah. It should take two seconds. Top oh, three, I, top three I Italian meals ever. Top three Italian meals ever? Yeah. So, we like to do top threes here. So, are I'm, you I'm got a bone. Okay. Um, firstly, I I will talk forever. So, you don't got to worry about that. Uh, I just feel bad if you guys are editing this. Uh, I apologize. I made no, it difficult. I mean, we're not we're not editing anything. We're I was gonna footage, say if man. you guys gotta cut this up, I feel bad. Raw I'm so footage, sorry. man. Uh and when when I was in school, we did a top five on our weekly podcast. So it was the same kind of concept. Top three Italian meals ever. You're gonna like hate me because I'm so not Italian. Uh, even though I'm from Jersey, I should know I should love so many different Italian meals, but um, you know. Do you do you rather have a, a different? No. Know, what's the, what's the, what's what's the food of Jersey though? We're we're we. I've never been to Jersey. We uh, are we are perfectly fine with Italian because that kind of fits with Jersey, honestly. Um, but I think the most Jersey food, uh, with an Italian hint in there, honestly, it's a cop out and it's such an American the choice. But pizza, come on, come on, it's it's a, it's. I, I will great. say. 
I will say I I've heard from from people that, like that are like Sicilian Italian that pizza in Italy is just not really a thing. But what the Italians in New York and that New Jersey area did to pizza, they've I mean, that's what made it so amazing. Yeah, so it's it's also been bad because I went to school in South Jersey and it's so different for me because I'm like right on the shore. Exactly where they had the show. That was I live I live 15 minutes from there. So you and Snooki are pretty tight. Yeah, we're cousins. It's crazy. That's wild. <laughs> it it's great when like when Jersey people go to school, you know, down south, they'll like They'll they'll hit people with the uh like oh I'm from the Jersey Shore Snooky's my cousin I was fist bumping with Pauly D. There's so many there's so many uh Jersey again men and women uh but mainly gals that'll go to Southern schools Alabama being the biggest one I don't know why but interesting I don't know why so pizza number one okay. uh I'm if I'm a pasta guy. I I am such a like basic ass pasta person. Uh where like give me some good old spaghetti baby, spaghetti and meatballs. And meatballs. Great. Yeah, you got to have you got to have your protein. Or or meat sauce. Meatball That's meat fine. Sauce. That's fine. I do love it, but it's not I'm I'm keep keep them full, you know. That's Okay, fair. I'm, I'm more a meat bit, sauce guy, but, but it's fine. Agree, disagree there. Pause a little bit on that for me, but whatever. Uh, and then um, is it? I guess it would be Italian, but like I still feel like I'm copping out by picking lasagna. No, that's Italian. I, you know, lasagna 100%. is super Italian. 100%. That's that's the Italian. Um, that's that's like if if you could if you could like cut open um. Why am I blanking on his name? Like like Sal from the Back Practical Jokers. I think he would just start bleeding out lasagna. That okay. Then I don't feel as bad. Like the first time, like my family never made lasagna, so like I had it at like an ex's of mine, and she was like, "Do you like lasagna?" I was all like, "I mean, I can't tell you the last time I had it." She was like, "Why are you being so difficult?" I'm all like, "I don't know." And then I had it. it was great. Like it's, so, it's like it, if we keep having lasagna, it's great, baby. Yeah, no. I mean, Garfield likes it. I, I, a, I think it's a, the goat. I'm a personally. big orange cat guy, so I rock with it. <laughs> well, Gary, it's it's been great talking to you, man. Honestly, because um, again, like like I said earlier, I, I I think it's such a fascinating world. Um, it's one that I've had no experience in, but it seems like the broadcasting kind of industry it really does take go-getters and like self-starters to like really grind and and uh move up the ranks and i mean it's just, it's been great talking with you yeah yes, sir we appreciate it a lot it's been a really fun time uh thank you guys for for letting me do it and even though i've gone on a bunch of different tangents i, I hope i i helped you guys yeah, do we get a little bit of an insight everywhere. on things we go everywhere and i mean i guess the last thing that and this is kind of you have no you can't you can't compromise you, I, I need to hear you on a Giants game at some point. I, I need to flip on. I need to f- turn on my radio, flip it over to uh, whatever channel it is up in New York, and uh, hear you call a uh, one day touchdown. Danny Dimes, the <laughs> oh, one day dingle. My, if if I gotta if I gotta hear another year of Isaiah Hodgins being the number one receiver for the Giants, 
I don't know how much more I'm going to listen to New York Giants football. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you, you got, you got, I guess you were, you were at that right age when the, the helmet catch and yeah, and the, the second, so, the Mario, so, Mario Manningham. Yeah. I'm very, I'm very scared that I witnessed all the best moments in Giants history while I was like eight and 12 years old. That's going to hurt if I don't get to see another good Giants run for the rest of my life. I'm, I'm, I've been giving Eagles fans too much, too much bad vibes. And now they're going to go win two Super Bowls while I continue to berate them. I feel terrible. <laughs> well, I, I think I think Patrick Mahomes will get it done. I, um, I got so I, so. <laughs> the city. As a person who works in the city of Philadelphia, I shouldn't bash on the Eagles as much as I do, but I cannot stop. Just stay off the streets if they win. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I a buddy of mine did a podcast, and he essentially like marked me Philadelphia villain number one. Yeah, because I said the link is the link is not that loud. Home field advantage is fake, and, and he was all like, "Gary hates the city of Philadelphia." And and I work at St. Joe's and I was about to say don't don't show your face on those streets. People know who you are. You got murked in the middle of a Super Bowl parade. Yeah, I can't go to North Philly anytime in the next two weeks. Uh, uh, right. It'd be tough on me. Yeah, I guess. What's the? Uh, I mean, we'll tune in for your next. Uh, what's what's the next big? You got a pin game coming up, or? So I will be on the sideline for. I got to figure out which pen. I I think it's Penn Cornell, but I could be very wrong, very wrong. Um, one of the two this weekend. I'm not on both, but I'm on one of the two. I will be on. Oh yeah, that's a fun one. Penn Cornell will be on the sidelines for that. Cornell, you know, just to give you a little preview. Penn, um, Jordan Dingle. He's a top five scorer in the country. Uh, one of the best shooting guards in the nation currently. Uh, at Penn, he leads the Ivy in points per game. He's a guy who can ball, put the ball in the bucket. It's what he does. You want to talk about putting the ball in the bucket? Cornell does that better than almost anybody in the country. One of the highest scoring teams in all of the land. They love to shoot. They'll drain them too. If they get going, it's going to be a fun one to watch. Uh, and if you guys, I, I can't tell you this. Was, yeah. are, you, are you saying we should take an over here? It would be safe to say, if you go <laughs> and look at the numbers, I <laughs> promise you Cornell has probably hit the over in like 90% of their games. They can score. And if Dingle and Slackert for Penn really show up uh, and get going, because the problem with Penn, they've been super inconsistent. They've looked like the team that's going to win the Ivy outright, and then they've looked like the team who should not make the Ivy tournament. Uh, while Cornell has been probably – they've been one of the best offenses in the country, but their defense is atrocious. They don't play defense. They don't believe in that. So, like, if the Penn team with Slacker and, with Slacker and Dingle, they both put up a 20-piece, like they're both capable of doing every night, and the bigs uh, kind of get on the roll that they have been, yeah, it's going to be a fun one. Offensively, they're going to score a lot of points. And Cornell does that to begin with. Yeah, always hit the over. Let's go, baby. Let's go over. Let's go money. I don't know if we're cheering for Penn or not. I can't tell if you have a bias towards them or not, but. That's my goal. Don't have a bias. Okay, 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 okay. okay. There we go. Well, dude, we'll be tuning in this weekend. And just thanks one more time. For real. Awesome. I appreciate you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, sir. Take it easy. Yeah, see ya.